Go for Welcome, it. everybody. Um, I'm your uh, lovely Clomunity ambassador today, and uh, today we're having the very first ever Clomunity podcast. Um, today we want to talk about a few things that are relevant to the Clomunity. Uh, first off being the state and affair of destiny, right? Something that's on, we've all talked about. Sometimes the conversations are heated, sometimes it's fun. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. We also want to talk about some of the things that we're doing to the stream, some changes we're making, um, as well as some uh, just some quality of life changes. So feel free to stick in there, to stick it until the end, till we get to that. Um, the first thing I want to mention before we get started with Meow and Clo here, um, Mouse Capone and Clo, is that in order to make this work, we need your feedback, your opinions, uh, how you think things are going, so that we can continually strive to make things better. Um, now we're going to have this, this video that you're watching here available in a couple different places. Uh, first off being YouTube, um, as well as a clip of it will be on in the Discord, um, linked from YouTube, as well as the ability to just listen to it. Wherever you are viewing it, please feel free to leave comments and feedback, or to message Clo in the Discord, um, or to put any comments you can give us in the stream. Uh, so without that feedback, we can't improve. Um, so that being said... 100%. That being said, um, like I said, I'm here, joined here today with Mouse Capone, our wonderful community mod, and then Clo, our fearless communist, communist, that dude over there. <laughs> the communist. The communist. <laughs> um, and today we're going to be talking about, to start off things, a little bit about Destiny. Um, a couple days ago, I mean, maybe about a week ago now, because it's taken us forever to get this put together, um, we had some troubling news brought onto the... Uh, to the Destiny world, and I think we'll all agree that it was very troubling. Um, and today we're going to talk a little about that. So the piece I want to talk about, I got the quote I'm going to read to you guys is from Windows Central, and it dives into an interview that Luke Smith had, um, and it's actually a quote from an interview. Uh, and the title of the of the page I'm quoting is "Bungie's Luke Smith wants to bring more identity to Destiny 2's classes." I'm going to read this really quick, and I'm going to hand it off, and we're going to have a conversation. So this process involves getting rid of supers like Nova Warp that don't really have a clear place in the game. Additionally, for supers like Dawnblade that suits two popular play styles of play, roaming firepower with top tree, bottom tree's healing buff and support with well of radiance, Bungie might have to, have to choose to keep one in the game while removing the other. This could potentially alienate players who, do not, who have a strong preference for the super and skill trees on the chopping block. For this reason, these changes, if they happen, aren't coming soon. Smith commented that, the, that they are something in this, that the studio would like to work on, on a long enough timeline. But for now, players can expect Destiny 2 light supers and subclasses stay the way they are. Now guys, I know we're about to dive into this. I know this is a difficult thing to talk about. Um, but because, the, because this is something that's kind of gone along with something we've experienced over the last couple months, right? With the sun setting and everything else. So I want this conversation um, to really be from the aspect of Destiny 1. You know, how, how we had super, the supers were there, to Destiny 2, to now Beyond Light with new super classes. Um, so I'm going to invite Chloe and Meow to come on here and see what we can, uh, what your thoughts are. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you to both of you for being here, and thank you, Leaves, for, for putting this together. Thank you for the intro. Um, the first thing that I can say is, like, if anybody's been the naive one, it's been me. For all these years, and Meow will, 
will probably harp on this during the conversation, but like I have been such a diehard Destiny fan since day one. I know we we all have been, but you know we've kind of seen this story before with other things, and we were talking about sunsetting now, and a lot of people are experiencing they're they're delivering it in a different light as as what they did um, this year and how they've been talking about it, how they approached it, how they pitched it. And I thought I was the first one to say, you know what? It's not a bad idea. I get it. They got to cut stuff. It's too much in the game. It's too much work for them to handle the whole balancing thing. And I genuinely believe that, hey, beyond light comes. They're just going to come out with all these amazing new weapons that are going to replace the old weapons that they're taking out. That the new weapons will already be balanced and ready to go. Clearly, that didn't happen. right? And... If we're going to the supers and the conversations, you know, that, that Luke had here with, with Polygon, um, it just feels scary because it seems to me like we're going down this path of simplifying the game and cutting stuff that are difficult to balance and, and complicated to keep in the game to make it easier for them to continuously support it and develop it instead of them perhaps exponentially growing their team, which I know they mentioned they will. But this, this still, they keep kind of poking us with these, hey, we might remove this, and this might change down the road. And the same, the same thing with the DCV. Meow was the first one. He's like, this is a bad idea. It's not going to be good for a game. And I was like, no, Meow, it's going to be all right, I promise. And then, you know, here we are, kind of. Um, and, like, for comments, like, you know, Nova Warp is doesn't really have a clear place in the game. It did. It was a PvP super, 100%. It's not a PvE super, but there's still players that use it. There's much less now because they have more options, sure. But to me, it wasn't like... It had its place. And when you talk about things like Dawnblade, like that's the big one. Those are amazing supers, both of them. And you're going to cut one of those, that's scary. That's scary to me. It doesn't matter what kind of a... Like, I get it, it's not happening around the corner. It might be a year and a half from now. It's just the mentality, the thought process that this is the the direction that we're going is unfortunate and scary because I think the game was in the best place it's ever been five months ago, four months ago, when the last season, like with everything that was happening and the hype for Beyond Light, like it was just awesome. And then, you know, it just kind of fizzled out. I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> That's the biggest problem that they have right now is they are normalizing or at least trying to normalize the community to be acceptable like to be to accept uh content being pulled from the game yep. now if any other studio any other mmo any other rpg like any other like web or online based game said we are going to pull out chunks of our game and aspects of the game and not replace them with anything, even if it's stuff you've paid for, there would be pickets in the streets. Pull in front of their studios, there would be people with signs. But there's nobody doing that with Bungie right now because they don't have competition. They are too comfortable now. They are too comfortable. I mean, look at what happened with Anthem. Anthem has its 2.0 thing coming out, but I'm pretty sure if I remember this right, the last time I checked, it had less congruent players on Twitch streaming than Barbie Explorer 3. And that... Loads man. Barbie Explorers. Fair <laughs> enough. But you can't... They are, they are on the throne. They are on the mountaintop. They cannot be displaced. Um, they... 
they know that though and that's the problem is that they will continue to keep doing this unless people keep saying things unless people people keep pushing unless people stop buying things from eververse there's a lot of things that like we as a community need to do to push back to stop a lot of the stuff from being taken out but if we're going back to kind of like the root of our issue here or the root of our like discussion point today we're going and looking at these supers and looking at them possibly taking it out obviously based on everything i've said so far there's no reason they should be taken out at all uh, they should be either reworked to be more useful, have their roles changed, or redistributed some way into the subclasses themselves. Now, Stasis, the way that Stasis has been uh, presented to us so far, offers a really unique way that they could kind of tweak all of these subclasses into one thing. Imagine if you took all um, three trees from a subclass and turned all of their perks into fragments or aspects. And then suddenly you can mix and match everything from subclasses and be able to play how you want. Now, granted, there will be some things that work better together than others. There will be some things that will need to be tweaked. Even some perks might actually have to be removed for that system to work. But if they did something akin to that, I think that they could actually save all of that content instead of getting rid of it. They could reuse it and reimagine it into something better. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree. And, I, and that's why I'm so confused by the the statement of some of it might have to go away because of because so, they're talking about let's use the same system as stasis. Great. Granted, I think that we were in a pretty similar spot in Destiny 1 with how the trees were. Not as open because you couldn't easily add stuff to those. But right now you're able to add, just like you said, every season could release new aspects and new fragments and it could be updating abilities. It could even change the actual super itself because you say equip this aspect. Now instead of the tornado, it's something else that comes from the hunter, right? Etc. And that would be really fucking cool. That's customization. That's identity. But with that said, now that you have this tool for customization, why take away options? Why why even say that? Why even talk about how we would have to condense it? Because that's the opposite of what the stasis system enables. And I also agree, yeah, some things might need to be tweaked, removed, or even plain. If you equip this super subclass, quote, for lack of a better way to, to name it, you can't equip X, Y, and Z perk because they would be too powerful together. That would that would still work. People would be fine with that, I think, because they're not losing anything. They're in, in gaining, you know, customization, basically, which is what they keep telling us that they're striving for. But then we keep coming back to, okay, let's remove, let's remove content, let's remove armor sets, let's remove weapons. It's like, okay, I'm, uh, okay, I can customize, but I have three options to customize between. That's not customization. What's disgusting to me right now is that we. We've gotten so used to these um, subclass trees and how they function in the light subclasses that if you look back at Destiny 1 subclasses, it, we actually had more customization in Destiny 1 oh, than yeah. we do now. Oh, for uh, sure. Leaves, if you bring up the, the one of the things I said, the old subclass style Sunbreaker, um, you can actually see... Uh, it, it is a combination of all three classes. It is essentially a, stasis, a stasisified Sunbreaker. You have all of the aspects that were there before, except obviously the middle tree with the big hammer. But you could mix and match those things 
And there weren't a lot of problems. I don't remember there being a lot of problems with the mix and match system from Destiny One. It worked. Well, it was it was a couple clicks from going to from max mobility to max armor. It didn't yeah. cost you resources. It did. It wasn't this whole pain. Oh, let me swap out five mods of my armor. How does it fit with the other mods? Do these mods stack? It's just I get. I like the fact that the armor has mod slots now compared to before. I think it's a great way to go. But it should be new stuff, not hey, we moved this from your subclass tree to your armor slot, so it can now you can consume. You know, more material make you grind more, consume more glimmer, make you grind more. Like how many times have people that I've helped in Sherpa say, Oh shit, I gotta go to the spider first, buy some glimmer so that I can put these mods on. Like that, yeah. that doesn't so that they can increase their stats. Like I don't And it's not even just increasing that. stats. Mm -hmm. Like the the seasonal mod slot, I think, was a fantastic addition. Because those seasonal mods actually modified the gameplay in some way that's not just like me have more ammo, me shoot better. <laughs> like that, that is no. what the mod system is. That's all yeah. it is. It's just me shoot better. That's it. I or or actually it's me shoot more. It's really what it is. Yeah. And the if I could do something with uh this game to improve it at least just immediately base level, I would purge every single generic mod in the game. Every single one. Every reload per like every reload mod, every arm uh, ammo finder mod, all of that stuff. And just flat increase all of that stuff across the board by like 10%. 10% reload speed and everything. 10% more chance to find ammo when you do things. Are you, you're saying, the, I mean, we're using different words, but you're saying the same thing. Like I, I was talking about more the stat side, like recovery and yep. resilience, all that shit, but it's the exact same thing. That shouldn't sit in the mod slot. It could be infinitely creative uh, with the mod slots, but they're just... They're, uh, so, yeah. they're so afraid to let us turn it up to 11 because I feel like when, when we get there, people just come out of the woodwork and un are unhappy, or at least the, there is the vocal minority of unhappiness when you, when uh, the power balance shifts and things feel a little bit too strong. Well, I have a, f a point to that though. Remember end of destiny one, when they did, they turned it up to fucking 15. They unleashed everything at once. No, not a single fucking person complained. Everybody was overjoyous. It was actually some of the best times in Destiny 1. It's I when they just unleash. We actually got to feel like God Slayers for once and not just some dude with a hand cannon running around trying to spawn one myself, right, Leaves? I, I, and, <laughs> and I remember, I remember the day the uh, Age of Triumph trailer came out and we were like, oh, what's this? And suddenly you see Vault of Glass, Crota's End, and King's Fall. Oh, all of these are going to be brought up to current levels. They have new armor sets, new armor, uh, new uh, ornaments you can get. Uh, exotics are all coming back. Everything's retooled. Everything's better again. Do whatever you want. Have fun. And that probably was the golden age of Destiny. Now, we won't talk about PvP because it kind of got left in the gutter at in that point in Destiny's life cycle. Um, and that's, that's coming from a PvE player. It was yeah. kind of nasty. It was kind of. I mean, nasty. I sp I spent a lot of time in PvP in Destiny One, and I was really excited to get back into it when Destiny Two launched. And then, man, Destiny Two launch was brutal, man, brutal on PvP. I'm gonna use two hand cannons because it's okay. It's like no. <laughs> when they you had the when that. they had the testing the the beta testing for Destiny Two, and and that was that was when you picked a loadout whether you did Warlock, Hunter, or Titan. 
you had specific weapons that you got and then with the hunter i got two hand cannons and that's what i rocked i rocked two freaking hand cannons in crucible it was 4v4 it was the slowest most boring pvp experience i've ever had in my life two and words you're started... <laughs> right <laughs> and then we started kind of working towards it and yeah the, and then trials of the night came out which for lack of a better way to put it was a failure um it just didn't feel like trials. It felt like comp with just updated updated rewards and skins. You know? Hey, if it makes you feel any better, normal trials doesn't feel like trials either because it's also <laughs> failing. Because even with their crackdown on the cheating, it still happens. Um, people like yeah. will just kind of go in and they will uh, right. just get. Let's, let's reel it back in, guys. So yeah. the, the point of our conversation, because <laughs> yeah. we could spend tangents for hours talking about the uh, sides of that. Yeah. Fair enough. So, right. so let me play just a slight bit of devil's advocate here for you guys to, to bring the conversation back slightly. So 100%. one of the things that we know that Destiny is trying to do in the new expansions, the Witch King, the Witch Queen, and whatever ones after that. Delightful. <laughs> they're bringing out new new subclasses or new uh new super abilities so we're gonna have corruption and then to be determined um with that we will then have six different elements being introduced to the game six inter elements introduced in the game and we will have so 12 12 supers on the light side and three supers on the dark side essentially isn't it fair to maybe branch out this concept? Because in other MMO games, and I know Destiny isn't a pure MMO in the sense that it is what it is. It's a game service game. Wouldn't it make sense a little bit to have a subclass devoted to support, a subclass devoted to this, 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 and however they divide it out? Couldn't that be maybe what they're thinking about doing? I can see what you mean. You would have, if you think of your traditional MMO roles. You have your tank, your DPS, your support. So if on the light side and the and the uh, dark side of each subclass or each main class, like if the Titan would have two support uh, trees, one light, one dark, two DPS, one light, one dark. I get that. I get, uh, I get where that would come into play and it would work well because it lets you kind of mix and match. Like, let's say... Titan support tree would be Sentinel Titan. Like you would just have uh, Ward of Dawn, that's your damage amp, or you would have your uh, Darkness, which would maybe apply weakened effects or something like that. So you have a like a way to kind of cross both over. Um, but I think you can do that without sacrificing the other aspects of the current trees that exist in the light subclasses by mix and matching them in with different aspects that's the glory the the glorious thing of the stasis uh super and the stasis subclass is that with aspects and fragments the possibilities are limitless if they're willing to work on them and apply the correct perks and things to those trees there's no reason why you couldn't have an aspect that changes nova bomb into nova warp there's no reason why you couldn't slot fragments that give you the devour passive things, mm -hmm. things like that. You can add those things into the game, mix and match, and then everybody's happy because you can do whatever the heck you want. And if it's stupid and it doesn't work, it's on you because you're the one who picked those things and you can mix and match things that actually work if you want. Yeah. And that is, you know, 
that's the cadence that we keep going into. They they reel things back. They feel like, oh, they're getting a little bit too far powerful. They turn it down way too much. People get upset. Then they feed some back. You get a little bit more powerful. Then they turn it back. And we keep doing this dance back and forth of feeling powerful and feeling underpowered. But when you come to this, man, when you're talking about a game that's four years old now and these supers have been around for playing with these supers for, you know, they're starting to play for the third year now. So they've had it for quite some time. And like Meow said earlier, this is paid content. It's not something that they got for free. It's not something that was seasonal content, something that people spent their hard-earned money on. And to take that away, just, I don't know, man. It's a bad taste in my mouth. It doesn't sit right whatsoever. I was I was an advocate to all of my friends and to Meow when they were talking about sunsetting weapons, removing planets, you know, the whole DCV, that, that whole aspect. And it's kind of dawned on me what a bad decision it was during during Beyond Light. Like I I, I kept saying like no, this is gonna be fine. It's gonna be good. I get it. They're gonna be able to to spend more time on it. But with seeing what happened with sunsetting, and then they follow it up by talking about removing supers, no matter how far down the timeline is, it just shows you where their head is at, right? It shows you where the way they're thinking and and the way the game seems to be going. I hope there will be enough noise from the community that they'll skip the idea like that. Uh, but I struggle I struggle to get on their side. I've, I've been on their side for almost every bad decision that they've made just because of the love of the game. And I don't know. I'm struggling to be on their side with this one, man, because shouldn't be removing fucking supers. It just shouldn't but happen. The problem is, is you can narrow it down to uh, one word fear bungie is afraid of the things that they've made they are afraid that um things will spiral out of control that when they make new content or they make new ideas or they want to do it on new paths that old content will keep shackling them be it weapons supers locations they're afraid they're afraid that they won't be able to balance everything or do the things they want to do with the current content in the game and this is where their five-year plan is unraveling they wanted well when activision was kind of umbrellaed over them at this point we would be playing destiny 3 i think destiny 3 was supposed to start with shadow keep if i'm remembering that right i think beyond light i think okay. this is supposed to be destiny beyond Light content is destiny 3 content that's why they have the two next expansions set out already because three-year plan for destiny 3 the same as the previous games Right. I think. I, I may, Maybe I'm mistaken, but that, that's my perception. The reason they're so afraid um, uh, to kind of deal with this old content is because they, I think they were planning on doing a third game. And now they're like, well, why would we do that again instead of just putting it all in Destiny 2? And the other side of this coin is um, if we had to start over a third time, a third time, after how destiny 2 went up until this point we're thinking like you think we're hemorrhaging people now we would be we this game would be dead in the water destiny 3 would probably be dead in the water right now if they came out with this amount of content and we didn't have stuff already in the wings like all of the guns yeah the this is the amount of content they came with yeah i agree with that yeah uh because while you were saying that in my head i'm like you know what man 
I might have preferred a Destiny 3 over what the hell is going on right now. I, like, genuinely, I wouldn't have minded to start over the grind, starting new exotics, but that would entail, you know, 50 new exotics and hundreds of new weapons and all, like, all that to be prepared, which, which clearly is, yeah, yeah. which we didn't get, clearly is not there right now. So, yeah, if you say it like that, with this amount of content, yeah, nobody, it's not even half a game. It's, it's nowhere near that. Right. Uh, if you look at it, it's a, Small expansion is what it is. It's not even a. It's not even a big expansion. It's the crota. It's the crota's end of King's fall. I mean, uh, taking okay. King level expansions, and that yeah. is depressing and sad. Yeah. Um, you yeah, can't. You can't just kind of. Uh, you can't keep putting out expansions like this. You can't keep, um, tailoring content like this. And even beyond this, I know we're talking about supers and stuff, but. When Luke Smith came out and said we will never have a Forsaken level expansion ever again, that is what nuked it for me. That's what really That's hit home. What the fuck? Because I feel like to me, Forsaken was maybe half the size of Taken King. It felt like that's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, well, if we're never gonna have something half the size of Taken King again, that means we're gonna have stuff the size of Season of the Worthy, and. Mm-hmm. That is not sustainable for players. It's not sustainable for content creators. It's not sustainable for fun. It's just boring. And they, yeah, I mean, if they keep going. And uh, I mean, you said content content creators, and I know there's been a couple couple different, you know, uh, high profile Destiny streamers that have commented on this before. And I went through this. I'm by no means in my high profile anything, but. I felt this way, you know. I was sharing people, helping people. I felt, like last season was so drawn out; it was so dry at the end. We did it like we were so tired of doing the same activities. But I could pick one night to do seven different raids and take people through all these different content that they have never done before. Take them through grandmasters, take them through dungeons, like you name it. And then here we are, and all that's just out the window because that is the replayable content. Nobody's here to replay strikes. Nobody's here to replay story missions. Nobody's here to go and I mean, I I personally do like the that they put exotics into the lost sectors. That's very cool. But that's not feasible to replay whatsoever. Think about the fact that the raids are the only <clears throat> six-man PvE activities in the game where six people can get together and some of the most epic and fun times happen in this game. And you just removed Oh, I mean, so many of those raids. I I just I don't understand why they why they felt the need to like okay, balancing planets. We need the space. Go off the map a little bit and just leave these raids as launchable activities. Just literally leave it as launchable activities, and you can even remove the loot if you feel that it's so crazy to have to do an extra armor set, an extra weapon set, and throw in the new world loot from from the game people would still play it. i would still play it it'll be just as fun destiny has always been <laughs> been judged by its high points and the majority of those high points i feel like come from the end game activities which are your raids things like trials and competitive pvp or some other and like i guess grandmasters or nightfalls now that you've removed so much of that from the game it's just like why should i keep doing this um yeah. to kind of uh switch gears back over to our super discussion though uh chloe i got a question for you tell me uh if you if you have a team 
of two warlocks, uh, two titans, and two um, hunters. Uh, what super do you need on each of those people, at least one of each? Which encounter? Shit, depends on what we're doing. Uh, let's say uh, deep, uh, deep Stone Crypt. Deep Stone Crypt, like for the whole... Well, the whole range. <laughs> If you if you said I want I need this this and this a blanket thing for all activities let's say let's even go back let's go back for the entire history of Destiny two um, or let's say maybe the last year if you said I need one of these one of these and one of these every single raid what do you need well the easiest ones are the are the Titans and the Warlocks it's obviously well in bubble right that's just yep. go to for any end game i don't think there's been a world's first anything without a well in a bubble in it, period mm -hmm. and the hunters are more interchangeable whether that's you need survivability with a tether or you need dps with golden gun but that's pretty much it you're not rocking you're not rocking uh arc strider you're not doing um what's it called uh blade barrage you're not doing the answer is celestial golden gun yeah. is really what you're looking for because yeah. the other ones are there but they can be relegated to guns yeah and that that yeah, thanks to divinity, you can't actually right Usually, yeah. tether was a damage buff but now thanks to divinity you know leaves knows all about that but, oh you can't just do that to our our host um but if you look, <laughs> I actually I, today. No. <laughs> yeah, I sent Leaves a uh, a graph actually of um, uh, PC. It's I, I just did PC just to kind of because I feel like that's where the majority of our our community is now. Um, P, the PC raids uh, from a year ago from today to uh, so from the last year. So from uh, 12, 14, 2019 to uh 12 21 2020 if you look at the graphs and the way that everything kind of comes together um you have those three subclasses pretty much every single time you have uh dawnblade well warlock you have bubble titan you've got celestial nighthawk golden gun and then the rest are just at the bottom like just just it doesn't matter like mm -hmm. if, if you have you have to have those three things and that's where we kind of come back to Leaves' comment before, where if you don't, if we don't at least kind of look to some variation of these classes to give, uh, essentially, like we have to give hunters the ability to have something that's like uh, a bubble or a uh, or a well that functions well in end game end game content. Um, but then we also need to give stuff something like Celestial Nighthawk to Titans or to uh, Warlocks in some way, shape, or form. Um, which, you know, Warlocks have no bomb, which is right there. You know, I mean, it has that burst damage like a Golden Gun does. Uh, the Hunter doesn't have the, the support. Tether, I guess, could be considered it because you could, you know, slow down the ads, protect protect for trash ads and stuff like that. They're but that's not the direction uh, that they're going with these encounters anymore. Like, do you, like... Yeah. Uh, uh, think of like let's look back at Crota's end. Um, the lamp section. If you had uh, like uh, um, hunters with the uh, don't touch me. Yeah, I don't touch me. That was my job. That was my job. <laughs> yep, don't time. don't touch me, Arc Blade. You just go nope. invisible and you just go. And nope. like 
we don't have those moments in the game. We don't have the ability to have those moments in these encounters and stuff. Granted, is D- Deepstone Crypt is creative. It's a very good raid. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for for the input on the on the state of Destiny. Uh, not only did we plan to just talk about supers, but we got supers balancing. Uh, we got tons of stuff in there. So uh, thank you guys for for giving in and giving your your true and honest opinions through and through. And uh, uh, like it's like like Chloe just said, if you guys have any comments or uh, want to share on that in- input. Uh, let us know in the stream. Uh, let us know in the YouTube channel. Um, and if you're listening to this as a podcast, reply there. Uh, we're definitely interested to hear your opinions and your thoughts and your feedback on the conversation. Um, we're not quite done yet, though. We do have a couple more things we want to talk about. Um, that will be more quick, more uh, on the stream side of things, which is where the majority of the community is as we're growing. Um, so one of the things we're doing here today uh, is we are making some changes to the way the community works um the first thing we want to talk about is the future uh, the future of gaming for the community and so obviously i'm gonna throw this back to clo um so i want to talk a little bit about what games we can we can be seeing maybe maybe some format changes and shifts um and you know, how we're going to see the instituted, uh, coming, you know, as forth and coming. Well, the, the goal, when we went down this road, right, my, I started off with Sherpas immediately. That was, that was kind of how it was starting. It was actually me and Meow were, were it was when, when uh, Prophecy came out. That That's when, when the stream started and, and when this whole journey kind of started. And we were just taking, you know, even myself at the time, I wasn't, aware enough to take people through endgame content while being under level myself on my own so that's why we needed me and me out together and we were taking one person at a time through prophecy and then eventually i was taking two people at a time and then it was raids and then it was grandmasters and, and it evolved and it's very rewarding for me and it's something that i want to do is continuously help people while obviously trying to provide entertainment and show everybody a good time uh, but as we grow it becomes increasingly difficult to one maintain a queue, which is 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 you know it it gets out of hand pretty quickly, and uh, two to kind of maintain efficiency because my time is limited, everybody's time is limited. We don't unfortunately we don't have all all hours of the day to to be online and play. So when we are online, we kind of want to move through the activities quickly. And what I mean by that is, it's a shame when we have somebody some people queued up and we finish an activity and then we spend half an hour waiting trying to reach people trying to get them in trying to get on to the next activity instead of it being a five minute process and we can get back in which would automatically result in more runs more sherpa runs helping more people which is where we want to get uh we'll talk more over the next few days and uh, we'll do that over in the discord server and live on stream about you know, more in depth about the changes that we're making, but in broad strokes, the changes are quality of life improvements that will reward supporters and viewers. Um, and that'll make this geared more towards people that are actively involved in the community, which is what we want. That's what this is for. We don't want this to be something where somebody just pops their head in, get some done and then you disappear. And we want this to be an engaging community. It's an inclusive community where everybody is welcome, no matter your age, your walk of life, it does not matter what part of the world you're from. We have people that speak all kinds of languages, 
in the community and that's the point we want to it's, it's to bring people together and and that stems from lfg communities being p- pretty toxic you know that that's what we that's what we we're trying to mediate one ship run at a time and, and and create a home for people and must be 1250 light must have galahorn this is destiny too uh, <laughs> bring it over sport it you know i hacked yeah. my game i poured it over my galahorn yeah. um but yeah that's you know exactly the mentality that that we're that we're up against and, and we're trying to provide a safe space for people to to have a home you know and um but with that said destiny is also finite you know it it is um it's not fun for everybody to watch destiny every day of the week either so we're branching out and we're you know we've been playing a little bit of warzone with some of my friends that i enjoy personally a lot and trying to make it a little bit more inclusive and this new systems that we're that we're putting in place will make it so and what i mean by that is we'll have play-alongs playing with subs and we're playing with viewers and they'll we'll go into warzone matches together and we'll have you know a great time there as well and as far as what games we'll play, I have no. I'm down. I have no no reservations, no no discrimination towards any games. I'm down for everything. I'm I'm here for the community. I'm uh, I love everything about it. I love all the people I've met. We met some incredible people. Made some fantastic friendships, and I just want to keep growing it. I want to make it more fun and entertaining for everybody, but I want to keep that because I think what sets us apart is that it is inclusive and it's interactive and it gives people the opportunity to be part of what's going on and not just watch and see what's going on. And I, I never want to step away from that. And obviously, the more we grow, the more people that are here, that'll be more limited. It'll, it'll become trickier. That's natural. And then if we're lucky enough to grow to that level, then we'll, we'll figure out a way to, to mediate it then. Uh, but like a couple things that we're doing now, or a a thing that we instituted that I think is incredible, and thank you, Meow, is the stream raiders. I find it personally incredibly entertaining. I love it. I think the viewers are finding it fun. For those who haven't seen it yet, tune into tomorrow's stream. It'll be there. It's basically a mini game where I place out a captain. You'll you'll see a link in the chat. You don't need to download a game. It's all in your web browser. And you get to put out your, your unit every five minutes, basically. And we create our own little army. And once the timer is up and say, let's say I'm playing Warzone and we have five minutes between games, not even two minutes between games, I'll switch over to Stream Raiders. We'll start the battle and you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we'll win the battle. And then so on and so forth. We work our way through the map and everybody gets rewards. We're leveling up our characters. And it's a very inclusive mini game that I'm finding extremely enjoyable. Like uh, the other night, we were, I don't, can't remember what we were waiting on, but we just kind of sat there and did the Stream Raiders thing for a while, and it was hilarious. I loved it because it gives us a chance to be much more interactive, you know. Um, yeah, but that's, you know, that's about it. Like I said, I'll, we're, we're going to delve more into, into the exact changes that are coming. Um, we'll be introducing a new currency, which is going to be the, the biggest change that will be kind of shifting how, the entire community works both in stream and in discord um but like i said more info on that to come awesome thank you Klaus, so much uh, a lot of cool stuff coming i can promise you that uh the next thing i want to talk about um specifically to you meow uh so you recently put a comment in the discord uh, that we all saw and maybe maybe it wasn't a lot of information about it maybe uh 
maybe people didn't catch it because the Discord kind of moves kind of quickly. Uh, but you looks like you recently are responsible for or helped institute a PO box. I'm happy to do it. So to kind of to kind of start off, uh, why we did the PO box, I'm going to tell a little anecdote. So maybe about I want to say it was about two years ago. Uh, I was working at a retail store, and I was not making a lot of money. I was uh, working really sad hours and could only play a little bit at a time. Destiny and playing with people like Chloe and our group, was that was the thing I did. And then the worst thing ever happened to me, and my monitor busted. My monitor just flat out broke, and I did not have enough money to get a new monitor. I was just up the creek without a paddle. Um, I thought about trying to, uh, get a converter to do a, uh, an old CRT, like the old tube monitor or something. Like I might be able to make this work. Um, <laughs> the whole seven so, pixels of it. Okay. Yes, exactly. Just one for blood, one for the rectangle and then five for the environment. Um, but Chloe messaged me the day, the day of my monitor breaking. And he's like, Hey, I have an extra one. I'll just send it to you because we need you up on online playing. I had a monitor, which was better than what I had for nothing within three days. And I was back up to playing and it was, that was a hard time in my life where I did not have a way to connect with people. And that, that was my way to connect. It was instead of just going to work and coming home and going to sleep and doing the grind, Chloe was somebody who helped me, uh, keep in contact with the people that I cared about, the people that were well invested in me. So oh, yeah, I, man. I decided to kind of take the initiative, and especially now we're at a point, um, and I think in a lot of our lives where we have never been here, where there is more isolation, more kind of um, uncertainty than we have ever seen in most of our lives. And I think just taking time or just feeling that you can connect with somebody that's not just behind the computer screen, having something where you can send a letter, send something you want Chloe to have, or just have some kind of small correspondence, just have something that you can send another person. Just say, hey, I watch your stream. It's fun. I enjoy it. Thanks for streaming. It's fun to watch your content. Just like little things like that. Just more criticism too. Sorry to cut you off. I'm open to it. Feel free. But I'm just having something where you can uh, just send a message and reach out to somebody who is behind the screen. So many content creators out there nowadays, um, they churn out their content every day. They do their stream and they log off and that's it. And they do their stuff. That's it. But I'm hoping that with the addition of this P.O. box, um, people out there, if you, if you want to take the initiative, if you want to take a little bit of time and send a message or whatever, just kind of get in direct contact with uh, with Chloe here, I think it's, it's worth taking the time and it's important to have that avenue open to continue to keep the theme of this whole thing together, which is community, which is being able to talk to each other, being able to outreach. Um, and this is a good step in that direction. I, I mean, it's 
it's incredible. Uh, what a what a fantastic idea, and I mean, I can't wait. Uh, it would be incredible to be able to connect with people on such a personal level. It, it's it's fantastic. Uh, when I when he told me about it, I was blown away. I I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it, I thought it was incredible. I can't thank you enough for it, man. It, it's pretty it's pretty dope. I I remember the days of we couldn't when I had my newborn, we couldn't squeeze in like an hour to play. And it was going to take you 20 minutes to ride the freaking bus home from work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to send you 10 bucks right now so you can, so you can get an Uber. Yep. <laughs> uh, to, to elaborate, that uh, <laughs> that bus ride is about an hour long and the Uber home is about 10 minutes. So, yeah, yeah that's how we did a lot of our uh, pinnacle activities in Destiny when we uh, when we were um, uh, it was, in the it was a, we had a We had a, a Uber fund. That was, that was set up so that, okay, is today a day? Can I make it home from work early enough? Should Meow take the bus or should he take an Uber? That was yes. that was a daily that was a daily communication between me and Meow. And I'll be like, hey, take the Uber. I'm on my way home. Or, hey, you know what? I'm stuck in meetings. You know, take the bus. And I'm not going to make yep. it home in time. It's really, it was daily conversations. It was, yep. it was pretty awesome. That was the way we did it, and we made it work. But now that I'm working from home, and Chloe is working from home and doing stuff with his kids, it's like now it's like, well, I will see you every night whenever we want to play. <laughs> fun is dried up, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, guys. So we think... will... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, meow. So, um, so the last kind of thing is we will have the information for the PO box both in the Discord. Uh, We'll actually probably also include it at the bottom of this video uh, that you'll be watching. And also, we'll have it uh, somewhere on the stream, I believe, from now on as well, if you'd like to outreach. Um, we'll and the idea... The stream, and uh, and we'll, we'll create it, its own text channel on, on Discord so that it's always there and available. We have a plan for the way that opening mail will be as well. It'll be an accumulation basis, not just a, oh, Chloe got one letter. We're just going to open it right now immediately <laughs> on stream. Um, we're going to wait till uh, he has a, a decent amount and then probably make an event out of it. Probably quarterly is what I'm guessing. Um, Depends that, on how often you guys want to send me, send me yeah. letters, I guess. But yeah, I, I thought that was a fantastic idea too. Why not Why not share these moments uh, together, you know? And uh, looking forward to it. Pretty exciting. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for joining me today. I do appreciate it. All the feedback, the conversation, the dialogue. Um, like we've said probably six times, and we're going to say the seventh, uh, please leave your feedback uh, in any way, shape, or form you feel comfortable with giving it to us. We'll take it. Um, if you have anything you want to add or any ideas you have for the stream, uh, leave it in the comments below. Um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Community the Podcast. Uh, I'm hoping to make this kind of a like a weekly thing. Um, hopefully around there maybe a little bit less maybe maybe about that um but uh, we look forward to seeing you on the stream guys uh and uh, have a great rest of your day take it easy guys peace out yep. peace out